0: Hello, hello, everybody in the podcast world. How are we doing today? Um, I apologize for uh, skipping last week. It got really busy and then we rolled right into a drill weekend. And so this podcast will actually be going up day of today, which is Wednesday, January 13th. So thank you all for your patience. Again, I'm sorry. I was hoping to get some interviews done um, or bring on um, some people on a Zoom call. And those appointments are kind of falling through right now with, uh, you know, work opening back up. And so a lot of people that I'm typically uh, able to get a hold of are currently unavailable, but I am working on a lot of things. But um, I've already planned out the next few episodes in the series, and we're going to be talking about macronutrients. What they are, what they do for you, and the part that they play in your journey, not just with life, but your goals with fitness and you know everything else. So today we're going to talk about probably one of the most talked about topics besides the next episode is we're going to talk about protein. Protein. A lot of you that have been doing this for a while, you already know protein is essential for muscle development. So what is it? Protein is a macronutrient that is essential for building muscle mass in the body. And depending on your goals, that can be lean muscle mass, or that could be like mass mass. You know, when you want to bulk, you want to put a little more on. Okay. Everything's macro driven with those. So what are the other macros? If you don't, if you don't already know the other macronutrients are carbs and fats or called lipids, they are macros because they may, they are very dense and very nutrient or very nutrient dense. For the body. They are extremely essential for maintaining just good equilibrium within the body. Excuse me. All of those macronutrients provide uh calories, which are energy, energy for the body. For each gram of protein, and and it's the same for carbs, for each gram of, of protein, there are four grams of energy or four cows. Sorry, there are four cows of energy that the body is there for use. So that's also a reason why. Um, personally, when I train others and myself, uh, as far as the looking at nutrition, I don't really focus on counting calories or counting the energy, um, that we're ingesting compared to the energy we're burning. Um, it's just, for me, it's, it gets a little convoluted sometimes how to look at all of that. And I'm not weight watchers, so I'm not worried about calories. I'm worried about the actual nutrition your body is receiving from whole foods or whole animal sources, okay? So the protein is an amino acid. Now that will be another podcast to come later to talk about amino acids, but the protein is an amino acid and chemically it is an organic compound. And amino acids are the building blocks of protein and protein is the building block for muscle mass. So there's this kind of th- this backwards trickle. If you wanted to really look at the science of it, Google knows all. Um, so there we go. So that is protein. Now, where can we find sources of protein? Now, some, again, some of you guys are, I've got some tubs here. So some of you out there was like protein, protein, I like protein, protein shake, you know? Yeah, there are supplements and we'll get into that as far as a, a powder form. But as far as like where to find it because of course before we look at supplementation we need to look at how much are we actually getting and if we're not getting enough protein in a day then we can look at maybe adding some supplement supplementation but not before so where can we find it typically when we want to look for um the the animal sources first so we're going to look at beef chicken turkey fish pork or you know poultry um yeah, I said fish, uh, eggs, uh, beans, beans and nuts and seeds are thrown within the protein family. Um, they are also ones that of course, um, in my mind, I call them like supplemental foods with that have protein in them. And that would be because beans are also, you know, a little bit of carbs and then the nuts have some fats in them. And of course, like everything else, like beef is also higher in fat, uh, chicken and Turkey are going to be leaner Um, fish, it just kind of all depends, but typically it's just protein and fats, especially since you want to cook it with some butter. I do, uh, grown off North Carolina, all about that fish, fresh fish being out here in Missouri. I don't really, uh, get a whole lot of fish. I've had some, it's good, but it's when I'm on the coast, when I'm back home, visiting uh, North Carolina or anywhere there, I'm definitely eating fish or crab eggs. I'm a sucker for eggs, egg whites. I can I'm a I'm a breakfast guy too, so I can eat like breakfast foods all day long and I'll never get bored. Um, on that kind of note of supplemental foods like the beans and the nuts, um, also things like uh yogurt, like Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt's fantastic if you're having a hard time thinking about branching out to things to hit your proteins and your carbs, because Greek yogurt has plenty of both. Um and then if you want to spice it up with a little more carbs, slightly more sugar, then you just add a little bit of granola. It's not a big deal. That's the other thing with, with nutrition, like stop trying to overcomplicate it. Just keep it very simple. And I hope that the, this series will help explain some foods that we can use and, and utilize to just to keep mixing it up. So on that note, um, where was I going to look here? Um, there we go all right so foods to kind of think of like i've covered you know kind of some of them but like steak if you can afford it like you know steak once a week is good uh beef pork chops chicken breast turkey or ground turkey is ground turkey is my go-to um salmon or tuna other foods that are um like high protein dairy foods greek yogurt i've said cottage cheese eggs um and milk. I'm not a big milk person, uh, as well as with milk, you have to be very careful as far as the, um, the content in it plus milk, uh, because it's a casein protein, uh, it will take longer to digest. It's going to bloat you. Um, especially if you just kind of eat too much, or you kind of take it at the wrong time of day. Um, it has a very bloating nature. And again, like I said, it's a casein protein, so it's going to sit in the body longer um, so just be wary of that. And there's a reason why they make actually like casein protein powders. Um, back from the day, I used to take like a casein protein before I went to bed so that I was, uh, continually fueling my, my body throughout the night. Um, a little bro science on that. So, uh, let's see some other high t- protein foods. I've talked about this one, uh, canned shirt, ch- um, tuna or even canned chicken. Canned chicken is like my go-to, um, it's fantastic as uh, overall to kind of have, especially like canned chicken, extremely cheap. And it's like 50 to 54 grams of protein per can. Um, So out of all of that, so what is it? Where to find it? Now, how much? Now, here's the thing too. How much protein to eat in a day or how much protein to then eat in a meal? That is all going to depend on your goal. Now, there's a lot of wide range of studies ranging from, you know, just an average person looking to kind of just go through life. And then we have a range up to um, active people and then very active, like even athletes. So this range is going to kind of like kind of play within the wheelhouse of what you think you want, you want to achieve. And again, this depends on your goals. Um, But there's multiple studies out there and about all of them kind of come to this consensus in a median form. That about 10 to 35% of your daily calories um, is what you need to be having from protein. Now, again, for many of us probably listening to this, you're leading a pretty active lifestyle or pretty active um, job in a job field. So again, you're probably going to be on the higher end of that. I would say closer to like 30, 35%. Now, the typical daily ingestment of grams of protein uh, is typically going to range from as low as 0.8 grams. And again, that's probably like the average person, not really looking to get too crazy. I like to lead by a rule of thumb when training people, um, just a, you know, overall health is about a gram of protein per body, a pound of body weight, but for very active athletes, it's not uncommon to see people eat two grams of protein per pound of body weight. Um, These are people that, one, need to sustain that that constant flow of energy, as well as fueling fueling and having their muscles recover when they are not engaged in activity. Um, All of the gains and progress that you will make will happen actually outside of the gym. Everything you do in the gym, it's to break down the muscles, it's to tear the muscle, and everything you eat and supplement with after that trauma, because that's what it is, it's literally microfiber tail tears on your muscles that then you need to make sure that you have the essential amino acids and other recovering um, chemicals just to keep it real simple here so that your body can recover. So again, people that are going to be wanting to get stronger, bigger, you know, they're going to be doing a lot of strength and hypertrophy training. Um, You know, guys that want to get, you know, more power, strong, you know, those bigger people, the power lifters, the strongman. like they're going to have their own wheelhouse. It's going to be extremely high weight. It's going to be lower reps. Typically, you know, there, you know, you can stray from that very quite often and still see some good results. I've trained a few power lifters. Um, but again, it's, it's all about the muscle tear and allowing the muscle to, to adapt and be pushed in the way that you need it to, to reach your goals. And again, find a coach or do your research. Don't just go in there and try to do something without knowing full well what you're about to jump into, because you're going to get hurt. And that's not what we want. You get hurt, you get taken out of the fight, and now you don't get to have as much fun. Um, let's see here. Yeah. So again, rule of thumb, um, for typical active people, I would say it would probably be about one to 1.3 to five grams of protein. Um, pound of body weight. And what that will then look like throughout the day, um, with your meals, again, anywhere ranging per meal, having about 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. Now, again, if you're trying to bulk or, or if you are trying to even maintain just a larger, I mean, again, there's, there's people that are just big people. I mean, just as far as just frame, you know, you can't just say I'm big bone. That's it's that just, that myth doesn't exist. If, If you're, if you're big and you're like, Oh, I'm just big boned. Well, it's like, no, you're just fat. Okay. And we need to look at a calorie deficit. But if you're like a bigger, bigger framed person, let's just say like Thor Bjornsson, dude's an animal. And that's what I'm talking like Big people like that. Um, just to maintain, we need to look on the other side. But again, that also goes to your active, your active lifestyles or those people trying to bulk or trying to put on more are going to need possibly that two grams of protein per pound of body weight just to maintain. That's what we have to realize is everyone's goals are different. So just because someone sits down with this big old bowl of chicken and like maybe a quarter cup of rice, you know, or a half cup or a full cup, you got to realize like that may not be in your warehouse, but that's okay. That's what they're trying to do. And that's what they're trying to do to achieve their goals. And it's like, whatever, that's them doing their life. So it's cool. Um, so just to give an example of all of that is for myself, if I were to say, I just wanted to maintain more or less, we're going to just use a, a rough example here. And I think I've used this before, but two, 200 pounds body weight, not that that's actually what I weigh right now. So let's just actually, let's go super realistic. 225. Let's just say I weigh 225 right now. And I'm just trying to maintain, um, some pretty decent weight in that, that area. Well, if I've never worked with me before and I'm the trainer and I'm looking at, you know, Marcel a, then I'm going to pretty much say, okay, well, for the first four weeks, let's try to, you know, if you're just trying to maintain, let's do 225 grams of protein. Um, what's your activity level? I kind of look at that and I'm like, well, the carbs Let's put them on, you know, let's just say 220, 220. Let's just keep it the same and see what happens. Then with fats, I kind of put it in like an an 80 to 100 gram range, uh, maybe lower, you know, just kind of depending again, first few weeks, I'm going to see how your body reacts to things. And then I, and then I'll start making adjustments, but that in a nutshell is what a day would look like. So having that 225 grams of protein in a day. You know, general recommendations from many other studies are showing that um, from the moment we wake up, depending on if you're starting your day fasted, um, you know, from whenever you have that first meal, we need to roughly be eating every four to six hours. Now, eating every six hours pretty much means you're going to have three meals in a day, more or less. Um, Typically, the average American probably, you know, besides been watching Netflix at the end of the day, you know, we're probably having about 18 hour days. Okay. And typically as well, unless you have a lot of meals to eat in a day, or if you're super busy, um, I typically don't like eating any food past about seven 30 or eight. Again, that's the ideal world. Sometimes I come home from a very long day and I do have to eat a meal a little later. It's okay. My metabolism burns hot enough that usually after eight hours of sleep, I'm pretty much good to go. Plus I start my days fasted uh, with some activity. So again, I'm kind of pushing that threshold even farther and I'm ramping my metabolism up with activity in the morning. I hope that was easy enough for everyone to track. But so if I need to eat 200, I'm going to get my calculator out here, 200 grams of 225 grams of protein in a day. And I'm going to divide that by say four meals. Well, that's coming out to like 56 grams of protein per meal. That's pretty high. Um, of course there's science that goes back and forth on well you can only eat like x amount per meal and the rest just turns to waste or the way the rest is just stored the way you don't want it well the problem with that theory is one of I've, I've tested it and it's also kind of debunked by those people that have done intermittent fasting which I have I did intermittent fasting for almost a year and a half two years okay I had a 6 hour eating window so Oh uh, yeah. So I had a six hour eating window and I was still probably ingesting about 225 or something grams of protein in that window. So, and my body changed, did great. Dropped weight, stayed lean, continued to develop muscle mass. I was gravy. Okay. So let's say 225, by five, 45 grams of um, protein per meal. That's a lot more doable for people. And again, that's five meals though. You have to keep that in mind. Nutrition goals take dedication. So let's say six, so 37. So five or six meals a day is what I need to currently be eating so that I don't feel like I'm eating these big meals. And of course that all depends on my carb intake as well, or if I carb cycle uh, which is something I'm actually going to be playing with here pretty soon. And I'll talk about that more on the next uh, podcast next week. So every 46 hours or, you know, however you can get it in really is, is my opinion on it all. However you can get your nutrients in, in a day, do it. Okay. But don't gorge yourself um, and then take this big massive break because then you're gonna hit like a starvation moment again um, that your body's gonna be super confused about the level of nutrients it's getting, okay. After all of this, what are the, now we're gonna talk about subs, okay. So there are many different forms of supplementation that we can find um, protein in. Of course, the most common is protein powder. Okay, well, there's a lot of powders out there on the market. And there's a lot that we need to understand when it comes to the supplementation that, you know, again, going back to protein is an amino acid, but it also needs to also be complemented with the other branch chain amino acids or the other amino acid profiles. There are nine of them. I don't have them all listed out, but there are nine amino acids, um, or essential amino acids. I apologize. So, I've got a few here. I had it. I had two more tubs at the gym that would have also. um, Yeah. If if you're watching this from uh, the YouTube world, I'm actually uh, at my house right now. So if I were at the gym, there were two other tubs that I was going to have that were going to be a a really good example of this. So typically with, with protein powders, we see the typical whey protein. So whey protein is a byproduct of, of cheese. Um, You know, there's, you know, i don't remember where i read that but it was kind of pretty funny to uh kind of read that as far as like what way kind of is um see if i can find it real quick no it's all good oh wait yeah no, okay should have just had it highlighted it's all good Anywho. so anyway whey protein kind of kind of crazy um i took whey protein for a very long time from different companies i think my favorite back in the day was um muscle farm their cookies and cream bomb Um, however i did realize after a while of uh, a few years of just kind of paying to my attention to my body with with whey protein is with whey um my body retains it um it's it's almost like a like a milk like what milk does to me Um, so I actually realized that I had to go with isolates, um, and typically, uh, this is different for everyone, but honestly, uh, going the whey protein isolate route is going to be better for anyone, anyone and everyone. Um, because there are but, but there are a few of us out there, or there's a lot of us out there that, that cannot do whey, um, just because of the way it makes our body feel. I always felt bloated um, afterwards. And again, I tried a bunch of different ones and I liked them, but it, my body was just retaining that extra weight or just holding on to it. So that was just me. So the few I have here, two are from Axon Sledge, of course, um, my homeboys. Uh, the other one is, uh, an older tub I have, uh, of my wife's from Titan Nutrition. Um, pretty solid company. I, I like what they've done. I like their, their profiles. Um, and so this is what I'm going to go over. So When looking at a label, not to go too crazy into it, but of course, looking at the calories per serving, how that looks with your day, if you're gonna take this either post-workout or if you need this to fill in, maybe you take this before you go to bed, so you don't, um, so your body's not kind of too full, trying to digest whole foods, okay? So this is pretty much like like a whey protein, supplementation. It's pretty easy to go with that. But the, the, the reason my wife liked this is that it was low in uh, sugars and carbs, uh, which is good. So those are things to still pay attention to in your whey protein, making sure that the, 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 the carbs and the sugars for sure are, are matching within your goals through the rest of the day. So this one has 23 grams of protein, five grams of carbs, and four grams of sugar. So pretty, pretty good overall. And the other thing you should look for is, um, if you can see it, um, there will also be a smaller window or label right next to your, uh, nutrition facts, and that will be the amino acid profile. So, and the biggest things to, um, pay attention to that we have here for sure are the leucine, ilucine, isoleucine, and lysine. Okay. So... That's pretty solid. And this is devil's food cake, so it's pretty rich for you chocolate lovers out there. Um, On the flip side, and again, that one's pretty lean. Um, The two I have at the gym um, were ones that I kind of kept at my unit for a long time, Um, just that if I were there over a weekend, I didn't have to worry about leaving it and how it would stay and whatnot. So the other one I have is farm-fed, grass-fed whey protein isolate from and Sludge. Um so this one just going straight into it 22 grams of protein 3 grams of carbs 2 2 grams of sugars um on top of that they also went out of their way and put in the patented product digest digest B plus so it's got a digestive enzyme within the chemical compound makeup which makes it just ingest digest and eliminate from the body real quick but you've taken everything you need to from it so again Isolates for me are just the way to go. Um, just make you feel good. They give you what you need and then move on. And this new flavor from them, salted caramel, bomb.com. Definitely recommend it. So on the flip side from the whey proteins and the isolates, the other sources of protein supplementation is you're going to have those bulking powders, which I believe are one of the biggest ripoffs in the industry. I'm just going to say it because if you're honestly trying to bulk stop worrying about a powder because you're going to buy a bag or you're going to buy this big old tub. Like again, I wish I at the gym because the tub I have is like a tub from GNC called like bulk 1340 or something. And of course that stands for 1,340 calories in one serving. And one serving was the scoop inside was two heaping scoops. Now, like, like what is a heaping scoop? Is it just, I scoop in and like the, the can't, the cake on top or the powder on top, it just looks like Mount Everest is a heaping scoop, like a mound or is it in between? Um, So it's just very ambiguous on its standard. Now, of course there, there is a gram rating typically for weight. So I guess you could measure it out in a cup before you shook it. But here's the thing, the standard shaker bottle, on, on for bulking powders is not going to be big enough. Two heaping scoops would not fit with its recommended amount of water in a, what is this, a 24, yeah, 24 ounce shaker. Wasn't, ain't going to cut it. And bulking powders, again, are just a bunch of fluff, bunch of bunch of things you don't need. And typically they're not going to have the, the amount of protein in them that you really need that you should probably be getting with your meal. Um, It was so high in carbs and its serving size that I had to do the math and write it down on like a note card and stick it on the side of this bottle to let myself know, okay, like a heaping scoop, whatever I'm guessing would be, you know, what it recommended, you know, the levels it recommended. Then for me, it was like, well, a level scoop maybe would be, this much and then a half scoop would be here you know and so i would write all these out so that if i wanted a denser you know to add a little i guess extra carbs to whatever i was already drinking or maybe i was eating then boom i could do it the problem with it is it's and again i wish i could read the the ingredient label at least is um, it was 1340 100 calories you know 1300 calories let's just say that And the carbs were just so astronomically high. And then the protein was like, oh, you're going to, you're going to, you know, with its full serving of two heaping scoops, it was, oh, your, your carbs were like, it was like several hundred carbs, like several hundred carbs. But then you were only getting like 50 to 70, yeah, 50 to 70 grams of protein. I like, dude. I might as well just go to golden corral and just start eating food. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with golden corral. Let's be honest. Okay. So that's the protein uh, bulking powders. I think they're a waste. Uh, If you are going to get them, I would say look for ones that have uh, a pretty equal ratio between the carbs and the protein. Um, Otherwise just buy food. Just buy food all day. Everything I'm talking about with these subs right now, just buy the food if you can, all right? And the last one I want to cover are those meal replacement um, shakes or whatnot. Is so the best example that I've ever come across, the one that I love the most, of course, no no wonder, homemade by Axe Sledge, my baby. And this one is double chocolate brownie. So for Darcel out there, it's for you. It's, it's for the her. Okay. That double chocolate is for her. Okay. This is awesome. One, because they also still went out of their way and put that digestive enzyme in it. So on top of, let me read these ingredients real quick. This is how, and this is, so it's called homemade because it's from whole grain, whole food sources. Okay. As well as having, like I said, that digestive enzyme in it. Ingredients, whole grain, oat flour, homemade protein recipe, and which is a a isolate and a protein a whey protein concentrate concentrate brown rice protein egg white powder beef protein pea protein sweet potato like it just goes on and on and on whole foods so again a whole grain meal replacement is going to be the way to go or a whole foods one Two servings of that, or a serving of that is two scoops, which would come out to 48 grams of protein and 46 grams of carbs. Six grams of total fat and the sugars are only three grams. It's like, are you kidding me? And it tastes like I'm literally drinking a liquefied double chocolate brownie and you're telling me the, the sugars are only three grams. It's incredible. So again, that goes back to my previous point about the bulking powder. Making sure that your, your ratios are closer at least level i'm not saying this is a is a bulking powder that's not what i'm saying it's a meal replacement now because it is so dense in both macronutrients while keeping your fats low this can especially for smaller guys if you have a hard time getting those calories in getting those carbs and proteins in this is not a bad alternative okay so it's something to look at when you're looking at the shelf upon shelf upon shelf of protein powders and you're wondering what to get and you don't wanna trust the, the store representative, okay? okay, I don't fault either of them. They're at a job, they're doing a job, okay? Doesn't mean you have to say yes, all right? Ask questions, do your research, leave, come back if you want to, all right? Or just order from Max and Sledge. You can use my code, in Blake 10 save you 10%, or you can come to my gym if you're local And buy something on, and if I don't have it, I know where else to send you, and I know he has it. So I'm trying to say here. Okay, what we're going to end off with is the obvious benefits for making sure that you're eating enough protein in your day or having protein. So one, when protein breaks down, guess what? It's going to fuel muscle mass. That's the reason we need to keep protein intake higher. And when that happens, when we go to fuel the muscles, guess what? It leads to a boost in metabolism as well as it's been proven that maintaining a proficient level of protein intake in a day or higher leads to you feeling fuller longer. Like it's kind of funny when, when guys are bulking, especially like bodybuilders, they have to force themselves to eat because the thing is their diets are so high in carbs and proteins. And sometimes the the carbs will drop off, but they're so high in protein that they're forcing themselves to eat. So that they continue building that muscle mass, you know, but they're pushing it past that eating window and that like threshold of where like their body is telling them, Hey man, I'm still full. And you're like, no bro, we got to get big. So just keeping that in mind is, is eating making sure that you're eating, you know, on a very routine base throughout your day, every three to four hours is going to make sure that your body can, can stay full. Uh, Let's see here. It'll, that'll also prevent you from no binging as well as um, yeah, there was a study done in 2014 and then another study done in 2015. That was more or less along the same lines. And it was a study done uh, with women in the workplace At midday for their, say, lunch break, the difference between those that, say, had, let's say, just like a yogurt and granola or, like, something, pretty much a meal that was higher in protein compared to those that, say, had salad and crackers, okay? Um, Those that had the salad and crackers, like, yeah, sure, they were carbs and fats, but the thing is, they were hungrier, quicker, and typically ate larger dinners, those that had kind of the, the yogurt and the granola or um, some type of a, a higher protein meal typically found that they were fuller longer. And when they got home, they um, typically had um, moderate to smaller size dinners or appropriate size dinners. So again, the decisions we make with our health and nutrition have a direct impact on how we will feel and react to the rest of the things in our life and our week. So it's just keeping in mind that as long as we keep a balance and we stay tight on a goal, then we won't have a problem being able to do the little thing in our day. Uh, Let's see, I already went over higher metabolism. You're going to have lower uh, blood pressure, uh, especially when you couple the increase in protein intake with exercise, um, even if it's just two to three times a week, then yes, you are going to see lower blood pressure and quicker recovery your body, your muscles will not stay, your muscles and joints will not stay as inflamed uh, longer than when you had first, I guess, started your routine of activity. Um, as well as that, reduced risk of osteoporosis. Now, a big thing I do want to cover is protein deficiency really quickly here at the end. Is, <clears throat> pardon me, is protein deficiencies. This can be people that are naturally protein deficient um that and this is actually um was it smoothie king yeah i think smoothie king or one of the smoothie places that got their start is um the reason we also have to realize the history is the rise and development of protein powders and uh say protein smoothies was a direct need from cancer patients can sorry cancer patients um, those that um, had a hard time digesting whole foods and needed to receive the moderate level of protein or nutrient intake so that their bodies would have some, some of those building blocks to fight off everything else it was going through. So, that, I mean, if you didn't already know that, there's a little nugget of wisdom. You can look that up. Um, but those that are protein uh, deficient, so uh, those with cancer, or those that naturally have it, or those that are getting older. So those of us that are either almost 30 uh, or 30 and older, closer to probably their 40s or 50s, the thing is once you kind of hit 30, roughly, every decade, you can run the risk of losing about 10 pounds of muscle mass. Um, the way we combat this is one, you know, exercising at least two to three times plus a week, ingesting higher protein uh, diets, uh, nutrition plans to maintain that muscle mass development and recovery. And that will pretty much stave off a lot of the major um, muscle loss that you can see and occur during life. This is still true. Now, uh, those um, in the older um, age ranges, so I would say probably 60 and up, or, you know, if you're 50 and older, you know, can you regain lost muscle? yeah you can there's all the science is there you can do it the same as a younger now you need to take a more probably moderate approach a little smarter approach than the young dumb you know teenager 20 year old trying to just go bro it out in the gym but the thing is you can regain and build lean muscle mass um you don't have to think you have to be a string bean you know for the rest of your you know um older adult life you know exercise you know tear the muscle, build it back up, eat the food. You know, do the work. It's it's all there. There's nothing complicated on on what we need to do with the body. We just need to do it and we need to follow through. Overall people, um thank you so much for listening. I hope that was helpful to everybody to kind of get a quick, you know, one two punch on proteins. Again, I would always always encourage it come from those natural food sources before we look at supplementation. You know, even myself like I I think I have like one shake a day and that's right after my workout because typically I've gotten there, um, after a meal, um, typically about an hour, an hour and a half to two hours after I eat a meal, I work out. And then right after I work out, I typically am there around times I need to train clients or I need to go see people or run errands. And so I'm going to have a protein shake. Uh, and that will hold me over until I come home and I have whatever meal or time of the day it is. So again, it's it's not hard. We just got to do it, and the the internet is a pretty wide and broad space. And there's a lot out there. So reach out to a professional. Find a local professional because they're going to be super easy to get a hold of, or reach out to me. I'm always willing to throw some tips and tricks. Um, if it looks like we need some full on blow, full blown uh, programming, then I'll talk about that too. But honestly, protein is your friend, and um, actually to tie back with those. Uh, with the protein uh, deficient is um, here's some signs. This is I, what I should have said earlier. Is signs and symptoms of protein deficiency. I'm going to read this straight from the, the interweb. Um, skin, hair, and nail problems. Uh, with that, you can look at a collagen protein. Uh, quite a few companies out there that do it. I would say, I think the one that I've seen done, I, I do a good collagen would be, um, I think American Made Nutrition has a good one. And then FNX or Phoenix, um, out of Salt Lake City, Utah, they, uh, they have a pretty solid, uh, collagen protein as well from, from what I last saw, um, as well as, so, so skin, hair, nail problems, loss of muscle mass. So protein deficiency, that thing that will naturally occur or, you know, happen in, in in case, uh, someone suffers some illness or sickness, um, increase risk of bone fracture. So that's the osteoporosis Um, bigger appetite and increased calorie intake. So when someone eats an unmoderate amount of carbs or fats, almost even together uh, and not enough protein, the thing is those two are not going to make you feel full. Protein is. Protein is that besides your own discipline, protein is, is that natural chemical reaction that when we eat it, and we kind of like, you know, give our, you know, don't just go to a meal and just start, you know, pounding food, but go to the meal, eat the, eat the meal you need to, and then kind of give yourself like 10 minutes. Okay. We, as an American society, we've gotten in this, this way of buffet lines and eat, you know, eat all this food and you know, we have so much. And so we just load up these plates and then we eat. And the thing is like, if we make this heaping plate of food and trust me, I'm guilty. Cause Chinese Chinese buffets and myself are like two peas in the pod. My wife will tell me, tell you, it looks pretty disgusting when I go to a Chinese buffet, so don't judge me. But uh, when we eat that heaping plate of food, by the time we crush that and we move to the second one, example, the thing is, our body is still processing everything we've just done to it. And then by the time we're done with the second plate, our body's like, whoa, like you, you should have pumped the brakes a whole plate ago. Now, again, the problem comes down to people that do something like that. All the time, okay. Something like that for me happens maybe every other month, okay. And even then, I take a little GDA, plus a little glucose disposal agent from good old Axe and Sledge, goes right through me. So, um, so again, bigger appetites and increased calorie intake will occur if you're not eating enough protein. There's not going to be those chemicals in your body to tell it to slow down and stop. You're going to have a risk of infections, you're going to have fatty liver. And you um, um yeah, so that is about all I have to say about that. So as far as being protein deficient and looking out for certain symptoms. Um another one is just like you're gonna be bloating, okay? Your your body's gonna hold on to things. Like there's a natural reason why we need a good balance of proteins, carbs, and fats. When we go, you know, high fat, we have to worry about certain things. Uh, if, yeah, like if we go low carb and high fat, we have to worry about stuff. If, if we don't, if we just go all protein, like the carnivore things, there's natural, you know, things we have to worry about that as well. Okay. So again, find what's going to work for you and trust the process. Any program out there, it's just like this, any workout program out there will work if you do it. And if you follow what it's telling you to do, you know, there are a lot of nutrition Um, Plans out there that could work for you, you need to find the one and talk with somebody about how it fits your goals. Okay. So, anyway, thank you again. I know I almost ended it. Now I'm really ending it. Um, Thank you for everyone joining. Um, Next week, we're going to talk about carbs. Um, Unless I can get an interview on with somebody, the plan is to talk about carbs and how they're your friend and not your enemy. And how, if you think they're their enemy, you need to tighten things up so that you can actually you know, enjoy some things with life. Not that is of course, unless you have celiacs or something like it, where carbs are not your friend, um, but other carbs might be so, and carbs again, may not be everything you think it is. So anyway, please tune in next week. I'll be doing all the research and, um, talk to you later. Keep your powder dry. Have fun.